Thanks for tuning in to The Big Idea with Michael Anderson. We've got a great show for you today. We have Mark Sauer, Senior Partner at Sauer Brain Moss CPAs in studio. We're going to be talking about the new tax laws. And as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You can save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805-487-7847. We've got a wonderful program for you today. We're going to be talking about the new tax laws that went into effect. These are going to be very relevant coming up as you get ready to do your taxes for tax year 2018. A lot of changes, a lot of good stuff in there, maybe some bad stuff. You got to take stock of where we're at. We hope to teach you something in this educational program. We have Mark Sauer in the studio. Mark is a senior partner at Sauer Brame Moss CPAs in Ventura, California. He graduated from Woodbury University in 1971 in downtown Los Angeles. He's been practicing in Ventura for 47 years also a member of the Ventura Downtown Rotary Club and an avid tennis player. Mark, thanks for coming into the studio. My pleasure, Mike. We've got a great topic today. I mean, the idea that there's a lot of new tax laws and in many ways it's good for a lot of people. But before we dive into some of those changes for this year, I first want to highlight what someone can do. There's still a little bit of something someone can do before they do their taxes this year. What could someone do to help with their taxes, what remains available for someone? Well, that's somewhat limited at this point. Generally, you would need to have done your tax planning prior to December 31st. But what is available all the way till the filing your return, either April 15th or extended due date in October, well, first of all, your IRA can still be funded all the way up till April 15th. And the IRA has been increased for 5500 for a single person under the age of 50. It's gone up to 6000 per person this year. You're also, also available or funding for other types of retirement plans, of, such as a self-employed SEP IRA. You can uh, set that up in 2019. You can fund that all the way up to the extended due date of your return in October. Another item, if you had a health savings account type insurance policy, health insurance policy that is compatible with health savings account, you can fund that up till April 15th as well. So a few things that you can still look at for your taxes being your IRAs, your traditional IRA or Roth IRA, if you're a business owner, your SEP IRA, and, uh, and also that uh, health savings account, the HSA. A few things to look at uh, if you're looking at your taxes. But let's go into the stuff that happens. Is Oh, you, go ahead, Mark. I just need to give you a heads up on the Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is sold by a lot of financial planners and is is oftentimes misunderstood. Right. You know, a Roth IRA is not a tax-deductible contribution. So if you're going to make a contribution to your Roth, be aware that the deduction is not tax-deductible. Right. What you're doing is you're looking ahead, and the earnings of that Roth IRA, as long as it's distributed after you, it's been open for at least five years and you got to be over 59 and a half, then you can withdraw the earnings tax-free. 
Right. Yeah. So, so it's you, a long haul. Yeah, it is. And and but the good thing is you can still contribute to it this year for last year. And uh, but you would get the benefit later. You'd still be paying right. that taxes. You wouldn't get the deduction now, but you'd get it. You know, you'd harvest the gains hopefully when you take that out, and and that could be a good thing. But those are what's available if you're still looking to have some action with your taxes this year. It is good, as you mentioned, to do tax planning before the year end. But let's talk about some of the changes that we're going to see in this year's tax stuff. So there's a number of things out there, and uh, we're going to get into some of these. First of all, what's good about the tax changes? Let's start there. Yeah, under the uh, Trump tax law, all of the tax brackets have been reduced. So if you're in the 15% bracket, you're now in the 12% bracket. If you're in the 25% bracket, you're in the 22% bracket. So pretty much across the board, the tax brackets have been reduced by 3%. Even the very top tax bracket, which used to be 39%, has been reduced to 37%. So across the board, most taxpayers are going to pay less tax. Okay. Another advantage of this new tax law is the standard deduction. A typical taxpayer got a standard deduction of approximately $6,000. That has been doubled to $12,000. And a married couple, $24,000. So we see some good benefits there with the tax, with this standard. I think a lot of people misunderstand the standard deduction and the difference of what that you know, what that could be. But we're talking about what's good with the 2018 tax changes. And uh, so we've listed the reduction of tax brackets and also the standard deduction. But there's there's some additional stuff in there as well, right? Correct. Uh, Most businesses, if you've got a business, uh, there's a brand new tax deduction that's available to you. So the profit in your business will be automatically get a 20% standard deduction. For example, if you make $10,000 in your business, you only pay tax on 8,000. And that is across the board for pretty much any kind of business that you might have from your sole proprietorship, Schedule C business, to your S corporation business, to your partnership LLC business, even real estate owners, uh, landlords, have a potential 20% tax deduction that he ne- we never had before. And then if you're uh, looking at what is not good or what are some things that are not good about the tax changes from your perspective as we move into to tax season? Well, to offset these good things, they had to take away some other deductions. And the other deductions... If you look at your itemized deductions, and itemized deductions is is a deduction that you take if it's more than your standard. And itemized deductions are comprised of medical deductions over a threshold, your state and local income tax deduction, sometimes called SALT. And SALT is state and local, so that includes your state income taxes, your your property taxes on your home and your vehicles. Your third deduction would be interest on your primary residence. 
And second residence, you can have more than one residence and deduct your mortgage interest. A big deduction after that would be charitable. So your charitable deductions are available. And also your final would be miscellaneous itemized deductions, which include employee business expenses. And let's say you have a portfolio with a stockbroker who charges you a management fee on an annual basis. That would be deductible here. The new tax law modified the, your itemized deductions. So on the uh, uh, medical front, your medical deductions were limited by 10% in 17, 10% of your adjusted gross income. That was subtracted from your medical deductions. This year it's down to 7.5%. So that's actually an increase. That will change in 19, so your medical deductions will not. still changing, yeah. The SALT deductions, your state and local income taxes, are now going to be limited to a maximum of $10,000. There's some confusion on that. People ask me, I have property taxes on my rental house. Is that limited? And the answer to that is no. It's not a deduction on your itemized deductions. So only your personal residence and your state income taxes are included here, limited to 10%. So that's a huge hit for a lot of people. We're talking with Mark Sauer. He's a senior partner at Sauer Brain Moss CPAs in Ventura, California. Their website is sourbrainmoss.com. We're talking about the changes in the tax laws that we're going to see as we move into tax time. So 2018 is over and we're getting ready for our taxes. Now, most people will pay less taxes when it comes time. Can I digress, to... for, digress for a minute? Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing that I didn't get to was the uh, miscellaneous itemized deductions. And this can be a huge problem for a lot of taxpayers. Uh, a lot of people didn't have much in the way of itemized deductions and capitalized on employee business expenses where they wrote off you know, their employee use of their car, their home office, their other out-of-pocket business expenses. That deduction is totally gone this year. So that can be huge for those of you that use that as a major part of your itemized deductions. So with that being gone, what essentially you're saying though they have to offset that would be the increase in the standard deduction and the section 199, the 20%? Well, the section 199A 20% deduction does not fall on your itemized deductions, does not affect your standard deduction. It only is, it's a separate deduction against your business income. So yeah, the standard deduction will offset most of the hurt. Another, while they did increase the standard deduction, what's happened is they took away the deduction for your dependents. So if you had your mother and father and kids and aunts and uncles and cousins that you were deducting as dependents before, the dependent deduction is gone. You will get a different deduction for them. There's a, a child credit that people used to get. The child credit in prior years was $1,000 for a child under the age of 17 and applied to people with lower incomes. And at uh, certain thresholds, you did not get that deduction anymore. The good news about the Trump 
tax law is that credit went from 1000 to 2000 and the threshold went way up. So a lot of people are going to start getting this tax credit that they never got before because their income was too high. And if and now if your kids and your other dependents are over the age of 16, um, you will get a $500 per person family deduction. So there's still something there for the average taxpayer. The family tax credit was it's, bolstered up. Um, right. So very good. Well, we're talking with Mark Sauer. He's the senior partner at Sauer Brain Moss CPAs in Ventura, California. Now let's talk about 2018. A lot of people are going to pay less taxes for the tax year 2018. Why is that so? Yeah, there is a you know, most people think that 18 they're going to pay more tax. They're confused and really don't understand why. But in my practice, we we did a analysis of everybody's 2017 taxes and compared it to what the taxes would be in 18 based on the same figures. And 99% of my clients are paying less tax. And the basic reason for it is when the tax bracket creep down. You're saving 3% across the board all the way up the tax brackets on your taxable income. So that's huge. Uh, your standard deduction is going up. And with that going up, it'll offset some of the losses for most people on their itemized deductions. But overall, people are going to be paying less tax. And of course, that 20% Section 199A deduction for small business owners and large business owners is going to be huge. So across the board, I've, we find that most taxpayers are going to pay less tax. So with that, so that's a good thing to look forward to, I guess, when it comes tax time and you compare your 2017 taxes to your 2018 taxes, it looks like people are going to end up paying less. So that is a good thing. But it's not but. without worry, right? There's a big but here. There's a big but. And, and, what what and happened? So, yeah. So I think it, you, I want to give you the question and then you can kind of answer it. But there are issues that you're seeing that people have with the way that they have their W-4 set up. And there's going to be some potential issues that you want to be aware of. So what, what's going on there? Okay. When after the tax law passed, the tax withholding tables were revamped. And what Congress and the IRS tried to do is they wanted to give you this tax savings that you were going to enjoy now. Sooner or later, you would, you would benefit from that on every paycheck. So if you look back at your paychecks in January of 18 and compare them to your paychecks later than the year, you'll see that your income taxes, your federal income taxes withheld has gone down significantly and you had a bigger paycheck. Well, the upside is you had a bigger paycheck during the year. The downside is those tables that they started using based on your W-4, whether you changed it or not, are withholding less. And for a lot of persons that come in to file their tax return in 19 for 18 are going to find that their withholdings is not adequate to pay their tax. So you got to you got to be careful and come in early, determine where you're at, uh, be prepared to owe 
some additional taxes come April 15th and be prepared to go to your employer and modify your W-4 form to have more withheld uh, for 19 so you don't end up in the same trap. So this is a big, uh, a big red flag issue that you want to make sure that you're comfortable and aware of what your tax W-4 and what you're, you're actually being uh, deducted from your paychecks because those estimates may be off and you could be hit with a tax bill. And that is what you want to be aware of and be careful for. But in actuality, you will be paying less most people this year, and that's a big thing. So let's jump into something else here, Mark. Uh, talking with Mark Sauer, he's a CPA in Ventura, California, and the home uh, qualified capital gains for someone that owns their own home and they sell, they have a tax-free amount that they can receive from capital gains. A lot of people don't understand this. What exactly is this for someone that is clueless to what this uh, qualified capital gains is? Okay, uh, there is a lot of confusion in this area. A lot of clients will come in and they'll say, well, if I sell my house and reinvest in a more expensive house within two years, then I don't have to pay tax. That's an old rule that went away 25 years ago. And there used to be a one-time exclusion for persons under the age of 55 that sold their home. They would not have to pay tax on $150,000 of their gain. But today and for the last 25 years and into the future, the new rule is you can sell your home and you compare your sales price to your purchase price and determine your gain. And whatever your gain is, you subtract as a single person, you can subtract up to $250,000 of your, of your gain. That's a tax deduction for an individual who has owned his home for a minimum of two years and sells it and so there is that tax deduction and for a married couple they can exclude up to five hundred thousand dollars you cannot show a loss on the sale of your home but you can exclude the gain up to those limits depending on whether you're single or married and is it still two out of the last five years so if someone moved away and rented for a few Correct. years, they could. So it's two out of the last five years. A lot of people have good appreciation in their home now, and they start to think, well, well, what if we sell? What if you know we're in this category that we sell? There's another law that uh, that you know I know was on the ballot, didn't pass, but there's still this law, and I want to talk about it. If someone's over 55, and they sell their house and move to a different house, I had a client just do this. In some counties in California, they'll let you even move from one county to another. Not all counties, but some of them. And you can carry with you your property tax base to your new house, even though that costs more than what, you know, more than what your old one was as far as your property base. But you have to move down. What, what is this? And it's a one-time thing for people over 55. Essentially, you can move, sell your house, buy a new house, and bring your property tax base with you. Correct. It's... Uh Prop 6090, it's part of the Proposition 13, and it applies to individuals that are over the age of 55. It was originally designed for people that were downsizing. An elderly couple had a big house, and they wanted to buy a lesser expensive house in another area or in the same area, and the rule allows those persons a one-time ability to take their property tax bill from their old residence to their new one. 
and it's a two-year window. You know, you can, you can buy your new house two years before you sell your old one, or you can sell your old one and you got two years to reinvest in a new residence. And it, there are different parameters. Typically, you've got to buy the new residence for the same or less than you sold your old one for. So even though your, the value of your old home went way up, your property tax is still based on what you paid for it originally. And you can take that tax bill to your new residence. Now, so even though your new residence costs more than your old residence did, you still get the old property tax bill. And that goes up by 2% a year anyway, so there is some increase over your original purchase price. There's a lot of listeners that are over 55 that are in a house that's now too big. It's two stories. They want to have a one story. Health is not doing well, but they feel like they're almost, um, you know, hostage to selling because of the big property tax bill is going to go up. And so that's just not the case in every scenario. And this is Correct. someone that should talk to talk to a CPA. So um, we're talking with Mark Sauer. He's a senior partner, CPA uh, here in Ventura, California. I want to talk to you about the different uh, of how people do their taxes. Some people are do-it-yourselfers and they just do it on TurboTax. Some people will hire, you know, one of these um, mainstream firms, and I, I won't list them, but there's a number of them um, that, that kind of hold themselves out to be low cost, but they might not be. And then they can talk to an individual like yourself. Um, what's the difference of whichever category you go? And what, or let me say it this way. What's the benefit of going with a CPA? Well, a CPA is licensed by the state of California, has gone through rigorous testing and training. A CPA is required to have 40 hours of continuing education every year. So he, by definition, is well informed on the tax laws because he has to if he wants to maintain his certificate. If you take your, your return to a tax preparer who's not licensed or one that's an enrolled agent, the requirements are less and you get, you get what you get. But a, a CPA will typically charge you a fair rate, and you'd be surprised that it could be less than you're paying now using a different type of service, you know, a large company. The issue with TurboTax, well, you know, a lot of computer-savvy type people, engineers, do their own taxes because they understand computers, they understand TurboTax, they have a limited knowledge of the tax laws, and TurboTax is great. But if you do it properly, it's going to take you months and months to go through every item and make sure that you are applying the tax law to your particular situation in every item. So it's, it's a big process, and unless you have a fairly good understanding of the tax law to begin with, you will misunderstand what TurboTax is trying to sell, tell you. And one rule that I would give to per anybody who is trying to do their taxes themselves is do not use your software and try to override it thinking that it's wrong or that you did something wrong because the software will compute your tax correctly if you give it the right information and if you don't think it's 
coming through right, do not force it because that will get you in trouble because it's, it's easy to override it. And that's where a lot of people come to me after they've already done their tax return and the IRS is hot on their trail saying they, they owe more tax and they don't understand why. It's simply because they, it's so complicated for the layman, no matter how educated you are, to, to figure it out. You, you need the, the background in, in the theory of taxation as well as all the different convoluted rules that we have. Because it seems like every rule that seems like a, there is an exception. You think that, okay, well, you know, it's 70 and a half. Could be this or it could be that. Yeah, I got to What's take, the implication of this versus that? So there are a lot of decisions. There's an exception to every rule. And so you need somebody who's familiar with the rules and all the exceptions to do your taxes. We're, our feature guest today has been Mark Sauer. He's a senior partner for Sauer Brame Moss CPAs in Ventura, California. You can go to their website to learn more and connect with Mark. It's SauerBrameMoss.com. That's S-A-U-E-R-B-R-A-I-M-E-M-O-S-S.com. Thank you, Mark. Welcome. And our show today, a big thank you to our sponsors, Boyd & Associates, the largest family-owned security company in Southern California, established in 1967. For your home and business security needs, visit boydsecurity.com. Or you can call 805-650-3267. And also a big thank you to our sponsor, Era Energy, powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. Thank you for your time today and the important disclosure. This show is educational. I am not giving advice and neither is Mark here. And I do not know you personally. We only give advice to clients and by way of listening to this is educational and entertainment. So talk to your own tax, legal or financial professional before you take any actions. Thank you for listening to the show. Have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Are you currently being treated for type 1 or type 2 diabetes? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study at Coastal Metabolic Research Center located in Ventura. All study-related medications and glucose monitoring will be provided at no cost to you. Studies include compensation for your time and travel. Please contact 805-658-8460 for more information. That's 805-658-8460 for more information. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, certified financial planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately. 805-665-3767.